0: Real
1: quick, I saw Roy Bellamy from the uh, Levitard show, uh, Meadowlark, formerly of course ESPN. Um, he said that he felt he felt like the billing was wrong, that Luke Combs actually shouldn't have even been up there singing this song because it was not his.
2: The cover, he did the cover It's Tracy Chapman But they agreed and she allowed him to do it I'm sure she's making a pretty penny off of it, I would imagine And what I would say to Roy huh? Is that he's he's 100% right
1: It is absolutely Tracy Chapman's song I don't think anybody's confused about that But without Luke Combs covering it in 2023 She is not on that stage singing that song at the Grammys
2: Correct That's correct Because I mean, it's that's, not brought back so, in yeah, way that it mean, exactly. Been. So, like, yes, I mean, yes.
1: she, she, who she, said this? Roy Bellamy she on Twitter He's the uh, one of the p- personalities on the Levitar. Gotcha. But uh, I, I understand, you know. But I, I just don't think I don't think Tracy needs anybody to put on the cape for her today. I think everybody. I think she's probably very honored to have the opportunity to do this song again, right? At a, on a stage like that. Uh, I don't know if she ever did it back in the day when the song was out. She should have. I mean, it's. I know.
0: actually think she had to be coaxed to do the performance. By the way, oh wow! Like she has yeah. not performed in public for years. Wow! So wow. this was eighty eight. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think they had to coax a her to do this time ago. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, to make it a special moment. Yeah,
1: I mean, and it was and it was cool. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think Luke Combs' version is better or anything like that. I know you're not. Even if I did think well, that, the I would, was always. The best. I would
2: lie and say I didn't. I thought it was. Really good though. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it is good. It is,
1: it's just different. He doesn't yeah.
2: try to overdo it. Exactly. And then last night, he really let her shine. He did. So I thought he handled it beautifully. He did. Now,
1: this song is definitely one of like the best American songs ever. 100%. It just
2: is. I it's, agree with it's that. It's one of the
1: best American songs that's ever been performed and, and written.
2: Now, I didn't I, expect that from you today.
1: Now, I'll tell you this. What I learned last night, what I did not know, is that nothing compares to you. It was a Prince song first. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Prince
2: wrote that. Yeah. There's a lot of songs like that, that it, he yeah. wrote. But, yes, yeah. yeah, Sinead did it. He did it first. Yes. But then she just took it over. Well, he gave her permission to do so. Cause it's his yeah, song, yeah. But he like
1: sometimes like like I did not know Prince did like. How could you not know yeah. Prince had that song? Do
2: you know who
0: who wrote "I Will Always Love You"? The one that was so yeah, that famous. That was Dolly. In- I knew that. Dolly I Rice. knew Dolly, Dolly did Martin that. wrote that. Yeah.
1: But the fact that Prince Prince does not get overshadowed in anything he does, but he did get overshadowed on that one.
2: Yeah, listen to the one he does with Rosie Gaines. You will absolutely love. Oh, it's, it's great. Well, the to oh, the '93. Yeah, it's special. Now, so, but,
1: some people have told me that that one is better than the actual cover. That the one he did live was better than the cover.
2: The one who did live? Prince. Prince. No. Is it? That's what people say. Oh. People said that's the best of them all. It's better than The Family because he did it with The Family. I know. I listen to a live version with Rosie Gaines all the time that Prince does. I don't know if that's the original or if the. W- I have no idea. Well, but the the ri- original
1: was- one was The Family that he did with his funk
2: band. Aha. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, but I think they. It was like. It was a, I don't think it was released as a single. Mm-hmm. And then he gave it to. Um, Sinead. Sinead O'Connor. And then he did it live, you know, in 93 with. Gotcha. With Rosie. Right. Okay. But again, there's so there's three versions, and people on Twitter say that the third one was act like Sinead killed it. And
2: she was awesome. And like, oh, I agree. I, yeah, but, the Rosie Gaines version is the is the. But they say that one was better than the. I like the that. cover. It's it's wild.
0: You, we no longer have Prince or Sinead O'Connor with us anymore. Yeah.
2: No.
1: It's it's uh it's a wild. it's a crazy time. But that but that song, and this song will definitely uh, live on forever. Any other brilliant covers? While we're on the subject, I was thinking about that last night. Like, what are like the your favorite covers that have happened in the last, or whatever.
2: Off the top of my head.
1: I mean, Whitney obviously was, I mean. Yeah, that's a legendary that's one. one. She took that from Dolly. Yeah.
2: That's the one.
0: Uh, all Along the Watchtower has been covered a lot, but that's, of course, Jimmy. that's Jimmy. Jimmy's the one on that. Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking through some here.
1: I mean, I don't. I don't really know how many, like, iconic covers there are. There probably aren't a lot. So I think you're probably talking about nothing compared to you I will always love you and, and the Now Fast Car. I mean those are probably the top 3. You nailed the first what? one, Dolly Whitney.
2: The second one was Let's Stay Together. Wasn't that? not cuz that cuz the Al Green version is not the original version, right? I think Respect is not the original cuz Otis did it before
0: Aretha.
1: Is that true? That
0: is true. Yeah, That's I'm a read, cover? I'm reading it right here. Yes. Respect is a cover. Respect was done by Otis Redding. Aretha Franklin's version of Respect is so yeah. definitive that it might make you think that Otis Redding wrote the song specifically for her. Wow. And it was done. And it is a uh, it is the second run on Of course, that's the most famous.
2: That is kind of shocking. It is. Of course, there's your favorite. How Can You Mend a Broken Heart is the one that the... Ah, yes. That the Gibbs wrote and Al Green came back with, And many other great, great songs. I want to say like very, a bunch of other artists came back and did How yeah. Can You Mend a Broken Heart.
0: John, that, you failed to mention Johnny Johnny Cash and Hurt, your, one of your favorites. That's
1: a cover? Of course 9-inch Nails, you know. He covered a 9-inch Nails song? You did not know that? I had no idea.
0: Oh. The, are you uh, are you joking with me? No, him?
1: I'm dead serious. I, I I mean I think that I mean some of these sounds so authentic to the artist singing them that it does not, you know.
0: Cuz it was slowed down like, by Johnny and he did that talky version of it. That was yeah, that was a big time 9-inch I mean, Nails now that, song.
1: Now that I think about the lyrics it certainly sounds more like yeah. a 9-inch Nails song than a Johnny song, but I mean like RESPECT is a cover How is that possible? You knew that, Jason? You knew it was a cover? No. She made it iconic. I mean, that was like the perfect anthem and the the
0: perfect woman to do it. Here's a big one with Memphis ties. Proud Mary. Cover.
1: CCR did it first. Man, I feel like we have not I and Tina. We have so many covers that, that I didn't know about. that. That's uh-huh. a big one. I feel it's, a little. It's a huge one, yeah. massive hit. It and and it. Usually,
0: a lot of times the second time around, it's bigger. Well, you know, it, Fantasia yeah.
1: just did it last night. That's did right. She not? Yeah, yep. I think she did. you yeah. yep. yep. nailed it. Yeah, so yeah. Like, how, like big I, song. Does it? Does it? it I, I don't know what the right descriptive is. Like, is it? It doesn't cheapen it, but it's like it. I don't know. It just it just changes my view a little bit on
2: if you're not the songwriter.
1: I shouldn't. Well, this, necessarily not. But if it's been done before, you know what I mean. It's probably on me for not knowing that. You well, know.
0: sometimes the second performer may do a better job of a song that was originally done by somebody else. Here's another one:
1: The Beatles did
0: with a little help from my friends. Joe Cocker made it famous. Okay, yeah. Okay, I knew I knew Joe Cocker. I knew that one. Yep, Brad's got the list. I have a list. I, I have a definitive I, list in front of me. A I, really I good one. Dude.
1: I don't know Tell if I, I. don't know if I knew if, if I've heard the Beatles version of that. Is it wasn't with a little help from my friends like a. Uh, I oh. get by with my help with well, my th- friends. That was a TV show theme. Which one was that? Oh, baby. Oh, it's it was from the Wonder Years. Wonder Years, that, yeah. And that's where it
0: became iconic. Oh, baby, and, yeah. And TV shows can do that, too, you yes. know? And so can commercials, as yes. we'll see on Sunday. Yes, they you can. Know? Gladys Knight and the Pips. I heard it through the grapevine. That's a Smokey Robinson
1: song. Okay. If you were if you were an artist. Marvin also did it. Marvin did it, too. Would yeah, you, that's right. Would you let, Send like, uh, you. Yep. Mariah yeah, Carey or a Prince or, uh, you know, oh. would you let somebody cover your song?
2: Um, yeah, because you're going to get paid off of it. You're going to get paid. And it's a way to keep it going forever. <laughs> yes.
1: But, they're gonna, they're gonna but again, you're going to you. want to
2: hear it. You're going to want to hear it and make sure it's up to your standards. If, it's, if they outdo you, they just outdo you, but it's still your song.
1: Right. Like you wouldn't want anybody to come in here and cover like the Riley Ferguson song, for example. Like you will want, because you, you don't want to be outdone on that one, right? Right. Here's one with recent ties. There's going to be a new
0: Bob Marley movie in about a week okay. called One Love. Yep. It's going to be a pretty big movie. Yep. Um, Bob Marley wrote the song. I shot the Sheriff made it pretty famous. Eric Clapton took it to another level, and when you hear I shot the sheriff, it's usually Eric Clapton's version. now Bob did a great version of it, but
1: I'm trying to some, like so sometimes it's weird like sometimes I know like the original and then sometimes I don't like like uh, the Beatles when I didn't know the new one the mm-hmm. the cover and this one I know Bob as opposed to to, to yeah. Clapton yep but uh i I have definitely been learned today I've definitely been educated it's on, fun it's fun to talk about on some uh on some covers, but I would say uh that Luke Combs covering Tracy Chapman's Fast Car just to put a bow on this was mutually yes. beneficial. It was beneficial for Absolutely. everybody involved and uh I don't think this is like some example of, you know, colonizing or taking something that and, and I think Luke was very you know, deferent and you know, he he was, he was, you know, uh he was like I looking agree. he was like looking at her, right? He was like very conscious of her, you know, performing and, and that's his youth getting too. Out that's of the why way. he came up with that song. It's like all of us. We exactly. I saw
0: that song remember the first time I saw it, in A's, Exactly, you know.
1: It's, it's amazing to me that you watch the Grammy still like because I mean some of the acts you're kind of oh, you're no, being phased I, I out
2: well <laughs> I don't this was the I told you it it's first year of faith and I just kind of locked in
0: yeah I thought your early. review was really good though I think I agree with you did that you was, feel, well, we you left
2: out killer Mike getting arrested yeah, how about the arrest left, in yeah. terms of we, we hit on the, uh, yes. the points uh. earlier Afterwards, after winning three Grammys, got, yeah. got into it with security Grams. and apparently a citizen's arrest wow. according to T M Z. How do you get how does he get arrested by a citizen?
1: That seems insane. That's, <laughs> that seems like I would that would really I would be uh, on, on a night that he's I'd winning. Be on T
2: M Z again rap album of the year and everything else. But they didn't show it. Right. And that's why DJ that's what Jay Z was talking about. DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, when they want when yes. they, yeah. they they weren't that part was not gonna be televised and so they boycotted. Oh. And I guess, I guess, you know, rap album in this again this year was not shown. Um, because that's what Killer Mike won. Exactly, and then apparently got into it with a security guard.
1: But DJ Paul won a Grammy,
2: right? Uh, does, does he get a does does he, for What him and it, for the uh, scientists
1: so, and engineer, right? Isn't that the, with, with the was that Killer Mike? That Scientist, was, that was, Killer, Mike. was Killer, yeah, Mike. Killer Mike. Yeah, that's Killer Mike. Mike's yeah, so, I, but, I thought you were talking about the the
0: but old DJ uh, Paul was up flow. there.
2: No, DJ Paul was up there with him last night. I mm-hmm. saw DJ was there. Oh, okay. But I didn't. I didn't know he was affiliated with it. I don't
1: think right. he was part of that album, was he? Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he. He was. He produced the song. Oh, he produced it. So he won. Okay. Well, there you yeah, have it. He won. He won for scientists and engineers. What a great album! Apparently, I haven't uh, heard all of it. Best rap song. I have not heard of that song.
2: No. As it, a producer.
1: Yeah, as a producer, right? But that's. A, I mean, that's a. He's a multi-time Grammy
2: winner now. DJ Paul um. is. So, okay. so it wasn't just Mike that got the three Grammys. Paul got one, too, as producer of.
1: I think, th- isn't that how it works? Like, the producer, of the, if it, you win a song.
2: On, wait, I think on album, the producer gets, maybe. Okay. I, I'm not sure. Well,
1: I mean, it has him as a Grammy Award winner here.
2: Yeah. Okay. I, mean, so I, I mean, if I produce a song and it wins Best Rap Song. <laughs> you no, I don't any, get a yeah. damn Grammy. I'm about to go okay. off. Well, yeah, I just thought that, that's worthy of a headline. Yeah. Paul got a, got a Grammy last night as producer. I figured that'd be a headline.
1: Well, now you have a, a new entry for Respect Burgers at 1 o'clock. Paul, if Paul doesn't get a respect burger for winning a Grammy last night, then we have to completely scrap the well, didn't criteria. They, they
2: got one. Would that not be his second? Didn't they get one? Yeah, multi-time. Yeah. yeah,
1: he is now multi-time.
2: Dig that! Um, wow.
1: I, I, I guess I have to go listen to this song. Have you heard the song? No. I got to. I was. I got to go back and clearly listen. So to this. It's, it's this is the uh, DJ scientists it's and Science. engineers is what it's called. I don't. I mean, I. I assume it's Clean. certainly explicit, but. There's um, a clean version of it, I think I found. All right, let's just do like a very raw. This is the best rap song. Andre 3000's feature yes. on this. Okay. Yes. Yeah. This is the best rap song of 2023. Won the Grammy. This is our first listen.
3: my on my It's same same. Same. <laughs> one time, and spend again. Communication coming in, too much that I can't communicate with all of them I do wish I had scientists or engineer friends, let's go, get out of here petrol, is cheaper than it's ever been And then, who's to say when art will end? All I know is when the portrait painted, better have your portion of the rent a more and you will yeah, I mean, I, I dig it.
1: Made I mean, I, I, I mean, it's, I think it's just Andre 3000. When I hear him come on the beat, it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just gonna like it. <laughs> but I dig it. I mean, it's not much of a beat there. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it drops. I didn't at know something.
2: Andre was back even appearing on anything. I just thought he was doing the flute stuff and not back rapping. I thought <laughs> well, he graduated.
1: I, I think after that album, he realized I can't. I have to do something else. I can't play the to flute. Be a done
2: a while back. And that this like was the wa- he was in the
1: he was doing like the water drum. Using the water with oh, the yeah. with yeah, the yeah. thing.
2: Yeah.
1: You love that no, he was saying he loved that album.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I I still have not had a chance to, to go back and listen. I guess I have to be in the right state of mind. Yeah, I guess I
2: will have to go give this a listen since it's album of the year.
1: This sounds like one of those. This sounds like one of those things where you actually have to like really listen to it. You right? You have to
2: be in to kill a vibe. Yeah, life. yeah. Sounds you have to like really. Uh, I don't I'm like still waiting it. on that beat to drop. I don't
1: like it. Right? You don't like, you don't like the Grammy Award winning no, rap best rap song <laughs> I liked of
0: the year. The Grammys. I don't like this song very much. It's not my favorite. I'm just being honest with you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have to. I have to really yeah, give it. Is is in that in the future is in the background. future. I was just gonna say. That sounds like Future and, uh, I mean, you know, he, Allen is on this. Yeah. Killer, Killer Mike unlo- uh, unloads the clip in terms of the features on it. I mean, Future and Andre 3000, DJ Paul producing. It. I mean, I it think he could have done more with those artists.
0: I just I know the lyrics sound like they're very uh, intuitive, but uh, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got
2: Definitely a lot going
1: on. There yeah. is. I got. I got to kind of. I kind of got to get a, a feel for the whole thing. Maybe it's. Well, here we it's, got a beat now.
3: Be yes, there's Mike. It, it's, it's very. Life. I mean, we. It, it's not mm-hmm.
1: totally clear that we have a beat yet. It's, it, now, uh, now it's dropped.
0: Yeah, I'm not. Being like, it's it's not gonna be in the club anytime soon. <laughs> so all <laughs> like produced this. Yes. yes.
1: yes. Did yes. not know that. Yeah, Yeah. Um. It's like, where's the yeah ho? Oh, this, this ain't in the club. I need that. I mean, I it, want to play in the club. It's not a DJ Paul production <laughs> no. until I hear the yeah, I hope. Or maybe that comes at some point in this song. But uh, anyway, congrats to DJ Paul. Put some respect on his name. Yeah. Multi-time Grammy winner from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, every day around this time we do the rundown. Let's go.
2: It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story.
1: All right, Memphis basketball finally, mercifully, ends the losing streak, and uh, it took everything to do it. Um, Memphis trailed, did you say by as many as 14 in the second half? 54-40. 54 with less than eight minutes left. And I got to tell you, it was, in that exact moment, totally depressing. Yeah. It was just a – it was like a Paul – was being cast over the city of Memphis in that moment because the players were wearing it on their face. The commentators were noticing it. Like even Clark Kellogg was like, and you could see it. These guys are hanging their heads. Their shoulders are drooped like these guys.
2: It was all happening on national television. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, Wichita State, which is bad, okay, is holding you to 40 points, you know, uh, with with eight minutes left in the game. and And you're wondering, like, is this kind of – is this going to be sort of where it ends? Is this it? Is this what it looks like on CBS against a sub 500 Wichita State team that entered the day as a 10, 10 and a half point underdog? Is that is that how this is going to go? Um, and thankfully, it is not. Um, and I got to tell you, the man who made sure that that was not going to happen was David Jones. He's going to get credit for the game winner, but. He actually never stopped playing hard in this game. He had, he got fouled on what I thought was like a very underrated part of the game on that three-point shot, which he obviously converted all three. If he doesn't get fouled there, it's it's hard to see a path back. But he gets fouled. He makes all of them, kind of keeps it within striking distance, finishes with 26. And, look, in the first half, I was saying, I even said this in the group chat. I'm like, He needed to be benched because he was gambling on defense. He was getting cooked. Like he wasn't, you know, he was just not bringing it on that side of the floor. But without David Jones, Memphis loses this game and it's not even close. Um, And we actually have uh, some audio from Penny after the game where he talks about just this slide and, um, you know, what it's doing to him. The last few weeks. Yeah, this is uh, Penny Hardaway after the game, 65 63 win over Wichita State.
3: I just want to start off by saying that. um... I'm very appreciative appreciative to the people who have stuck by us during this hard time. It's been a very hard time for us the last four games. You can pinpoint a lot of things, but um, the one thing that I do know is that God doesn't make mistakes. And through all of the, um, the negativity or what's warranted, what's not warranted throughout this whole entire thing is these are still kids, and they can have bad days. They can have bad games. They can have bad weeks. That doesn't mean that disconnection happens between a coach and a player because you're losing now. It's happened to plenty of teams over the years. It just seems like everything gets heightened here in Memphis. Um, I do this, man, because this was, I was chosen for this, not by the University of Memphis, but by God, honestly, to take this job when it was at its lowest moment. And the stuff that I read is really laughable, but I do respect everybody in here. I respect the entire city. I only want to do well for the city. I'm the first person that's going to be the hardest on myself when I don't do well for the city. It guts me because I want our city to be known for something other than what it's known for. I want this team to be the team, along with the Grizzlies, to help everybody around the city be happy because we know there are some tough times going on right now. So when we go on a four-game losing streak, man, I, I get no sleep. I'm as hard on myself as anybody. Um, I'm not, We're not trying to do it, uh, and you can always work yourself out of situations but I do know that everybody has an opinion and I try not to go by that opinion I just know that God is real and there's a plan for this team and uh I'm happy that I'm coaching this team the best team I've coached uh, we got into a slump it's called a slump and now we get out of it with a tough tough win but the fashion in which we did so is who we are and hopefully we'll be that moving forward so I'm happy that we got the win in the fashion that we did now we have some positive tape to watch and uh be able to move forward what you think
2: um I know how much Penny cares and I, I truly believe that he believes he's been placed here by God to do this job like that you know going back to Lester with you know and then helping Dez at east and Des sort of prophesizing you're going to do this 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 and you're going to go to be the coach at Memphis I mean I truly believe that Penny fully believes it's heart of heart that God wants him in the spot so uh, that's the benefit that you have in terms of, uh, of of being a fan of this program is that you got a coach who's not looking to just be successful individually, so he can move on. Uh, success to Penny Hardaway is getting this thing Memphis basketball uh, to the expectation, you know, to the level that you wanted at, to the level that he expected at, and that's making deep runs in the NCAA tournament. So that's the good thing. And we, but we knew that already about Penny. What, what? I guess what, the point I would make is something that Jeff touched on. I think he was right to do so. Is that was Penny reminding him, was, was he telling us, these are just kids, back off, right? They're, they're, they're entitled to have bad days, bad weeks, or was he telling himself? Because remember, this is a Penny Hardaway who was just, within the last few games, like telling you, I get them prepared, then they go out there and there's bad chemistry and everything else. Like it was a Penny Hardaway that was telling you, these guys are selfish. We weren't talking about having a bad day. And so that's my point is that when, when, when he puts it out there that that, now y'all got to back off what it it wasn't us that was coming, you know, initially at your guys, it was you, it was you. And so when I say he's saying that now, it sounds like he was directing it, John, at fans, at media, he talked about was written and not agreeing with it necessarily. I just think, you know, if that, if that's where he's at, they're taking too much heat. Well, brother, you set him up. I mean, you were, you were the first one to sort of frankly, to, to let us know that even though the, the, the winning was happening behind the scenes, 10-game winning streak, you got stuff going on. And so, again, it's sort of a, which, which side are we on here? Like, is, is that for us or is that for you? Mm. Because what I would go back to is it, it, it's another thing. And you said it in the open, and I could tell you know, how frustrated you are by it. And I think we all are. At the end of that game, he was on playing five, six dudes. Right? Yep. And that's why they came back and won. And we've heard Penny say it. It's a big reason. Top eight. I gotta cut it down the guys who care. But then when you get to the games, he goes back to the gut, back to a play in the eleven twelve he did in the first half. That's right. That's right. But when it's winning time, you go back to what we all think is I mean, it's just obvious. Cut it down. Exactly. And so that's why, you know, getting into the what Penny says and then what happens and says what. It's like two different things sometimes. It, it becomes two different things almost. Yeah. And that's what I heard yesterday in some of this press conference. It was almost like we've we've put too much heat on these players. Well, you know, we, we've yes. been unfair to the players and everything. We, they right. could have bad days. They're still kids. Penny, you were just laying them out yeah. a week ago, two weeks ago. 100%. Don't gaslight us. Don't gaslight
1: us. And also these aren't kids. This is one of the oldest teams in college basketball
2: but what i do believe is that these are actually
1: these are actually tax paying adults
2: what I do believe is that when Penny Hardaway wakes up after a loss, he does. He feel, he, feel you know, it, It's different than when Josh Pastner wakes up after a loss and told you he didn't want to show his face at restaurants and everything else. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for the program. It's tough for Josh. It's tough for what you think about him as a coach and everything else. I think when Penny feels that sickness after losing four straight, staring five in a row, it ain't just about him and his career. It's about the city and what it's saying about the program that he gave so much to as a player and is now is trying to yep. as a coach. So I believe him fully. That this thing makes him and that's a good thing, because, well, in the sense that, you know, that kind of, you want to get out of that. Like, you don't think about anything else. Exactly. Nothing except fixing it. But what the, my, my issue has been what seems like simple fixes, like, bro, just play the six, seven dudes. Exactly. That, 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 that are the guys on this team, and then we see 11, 12 go back out there. It's, right. It's hard to have any real confidence or that you're going to see some consistency. When going forward,
1: when Memphis made their final substitution of the game, um which is uh Sharon fan out Quinterly in, they were down thirteen points fifty six to forty three He rode that lineup of Jordane, Quinterly, Tomlin Ditt Jones, and Walton stop stopping. for this for the final seven twenty six and they proceeded to go on the run they went on and won the game. Subbing in the first half
2: devastates you. It just devastates you. Well, you said you're contributing to it. When you, when, when you sort of make that the culture, you're going to play everybody. Guys start to expect. Exactly right. That they're going to play. And then more importantly, your your dolls don't know who's going to be out there. A hundred percent. Back to the point. The ones who could 100%. be winning it for you. Yes. The seven or eight guys.
1: They P- don't know what's going to be out there. Penny, How do you get into a flow? Like Because here, here, here is, and again, I... Think We all want Penny to do this thing, man. We all want Penny to get there. But he also has to look at himself and take some responsibility for his role in exacerbating the clear and obvious problem, which is too many players play. It's just that simple. You don't have 12 NBA guys. You have six, seven, eight dudes who deserve the 99.9% of the minutes, okay, and you st- when you stick with them
2: – Good things happen. It we, we we just have seen it. It's man. not even it, that keeping everybody happy, whatever. And then it, or your defensive style that you love throwing 11, 12 guys. That's not working exactly either. Right. In fact, you only force five turnovers. Exactly right. in that game. And so back to the point of, so I've said you you can't do defensively what you've done with your previous teams with this one.
1: Yeah, it, like two straight it, it first halves. It be more obvious. Two straight first halves at home against sub-500 teams, 22 first-half points against Rice, 24. and then 24 against Wichita State. What's the common denominator? It's that you are throwing lineups out there that have never played together, that are getting no burn together, that make no rhyme or reason in terms of working together. Like, it, it's just too much, man. I know it's boring. It's boring to just play the same six guys. I get it, man. I get it, but when Memphis basketball went to the championship game in 07-08, they played six, maybe seven, mm-hmm. all game. I mean, maybe Tagger got in there. Maybe Andre Allen got in there, but that was it, man. Like, if, if there was like a – I mean, there, maybe Donnell played like some spot minutes. I mean, spot minutes. Nothing more than that. And Willie Kemp didn't see the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pierre Niles didn't see the floor. If that was Penny – Pierre and I will be getting at nine, ten minutes a game. Will he can't be getting nine, ten minutes a game? Jeff Robinson, you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it is like that's and and you can't do that and you can't do that. So I I look if you if you told me right now if you could guarantee me right now, like I I wish Penny would have come out. I wish he would have realized that. I wish he would have just self realized. Man, I know what I have to do now, and it's hard. And you're gonna have to look at you know guys that you brought in. And, and, and made promises to maybe that hey for the betterment of this team your minutes are just going to be limited like it just is what it is i know that's hard but man if he could just do that and say i know i have to play my top 7 guys you know 90% of the time if he could do that bro i'm i'm in i'm all in on what this team can be like cuz the talent is there as i as i when i, I did fill to 68 on saturday night i'm like listen it's the point we made over and over you don't beat the team. Look at Virginia now. Virginia's storming back. Virginia's a good team, man. Maybe they're not the top 25 outfit that they were. Uh, you yeah, know, who that did we... they beat the Clemson. Who uh, did they beat yeah, the Clemson? At, yeah, at Clemson. By yeah, the way. That's right. that's I mean, right. and then it could kind of hurt you with well, Clemson. Clemson just collapsed. But, you know, it, that's the way it goes when you play teams that are in the Virginia's same league. Virginia's getting
2: better though, yeah. But yeah,
1: Virginia's right. got, that's a good win. Yeah, you know, A&M is is a good win. Um it's just it's just the truth. And you don't get those dubs if you don't have good players. The the issue is and he doesn't play them as much as he should together. Like Tomlin is Tom, like David Jones, Javon Quinterly, uh, Jaquan Walton, Naquan Tomlin, uh, Nick Jordan, Malcolm Dandridge. Ugh. That's it. That's it. And then if you need a, if you need secondary ball handling for a a, a hot minute, Jalen Young can play. Outside of that, man. Like, we don't need to see Sharon Font. He's not ready for this. All due respect, your sons just aren't, should not be part of the rotation at a, at, at, a, at a decent clip. It just is what it is. I hate to be the guy that says that. I get it. I, but it's just not for the best here. So, again, hard conversations. I get that. But, damn, man, what's harder? What's harder? Those conversations are missing the NCAA tournament. I, I, to me, it feels like an easy answer.
2: Um, it's obvious at this point. You need to get everything you can out of this season, so you go down with the top six, seven guys. You don't worry about next year and what these guys that aren't playing, you know, wh- how that's going to factor into whether or not they come back or not. You have to get everything you can out of this year, John, because of how invested you are in this team. Yep, literally from a dollars and cents standpoint. Like again, we're talking about going back next year. You need that collective full. You need those coffers full. You need as much out of this season as you can. You want to play everybody, keep everybody happy. You miss the tournament. There's no nil, certainly, and certainly not to the level that you're going to need it. That you you told us this summer wasn't at high enough a level to put together the kind of team you do next year. So that's what that's my point, John. If I'm going down, I'm going down with my with my six seven. Forget forget the you know again with all due respect, brought you in here. We hoped it would go one way, but it's back against the wall time now, and so I got to go with my guys that I finished the Wichita State game with because again I got to get the most out of this season, John. Really. Salvage next year, and the years to come. because again, so much of it isn't just about whether or not the fans believe in you, it's about whether those checks are coming in, so you can go out and get the type of player that you need because that's the era you're in right now. That's the way Penny Hardaways sort of has gone in terms of roster construction, and yes, it doesn't it can't be this many every year, but you're going to be in that every year where you want you know you're going to want to compete for the top guy in the portal as you've done the last couple of years. So you're not going to be able to do that. And have those sorts of resources if you don't maximize this season for whatever that's going to look like. So I would do it. I'm going down. I'm going down with my top six, seven guys. I'm going to lose it that way.
1: And I think the odds are you're probably not, not going, to going to go have down. To wonder probably
2: by the results we've seen when they tightened it? It up at the second half against Missouri. What happened? They any any time they've tightened the rotation, you have gotten good results. That's right. The, the 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 bad results have been when they have played too many. Look at look at these halves that you're having. You know, Rice and this game, look at how many guys you're playing. You know. It's just, it's just and again, I, I I know he's trying to fix John, and that's what right. his gut tells him to do, but you're literally contributing to the issue right now. He, he, he is. With it, and I think, it, again, in-game he realizes it stops, finally stops. Exactly. Then we start the process all over again with the next
1: game. And, look, this is something that I think moving forward, like, dude, you got to stop doing, like, you, like, you got to start making promises that you can't necessarily keep in recruiting because I know you, that's what, that's what I think a lot of this is informed by that. It just is what it is. It's, I think it's a psychological thing with this group more than anything else. So if you told me that the mentals are right now and that they really are going to like believe in each other. And I saw Quinterly's comments, like we, we, we do have pride. We know what, this is a basketball city. Like if you tell me that that is true and that's really how they feel I think it is possible, man. I think it is possible that they could beat FAU here in Memphis. They could beat North Texas or like I, they could go on like a nice win nine to ten type of stretch. They could do that if those things happen. It's really simple. Doesn't have to be hard. This is not quadruple bypass surgery. It's just like yo, dude, just stop playing eleven dudes in the first half. It, I mean, I, I'm see, I got a text from a former Tiger. Like who everybody knows, and he was like, "What is going on with this? What is going on? How do you possibly expect to to be able to produce when you're doing that? It's just you know, and you can't. like, it's like I mean, if you can't score more than 22 against Wichita State and Rice in the first half, dude, what other what evidence do you need, my man? Like, you just got to make it easier on yourself, P. Like, it's 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 don't don't gaslight us. We ain't, we're not the problem. I mean, I to be honest, I think in terms of criticism that he could have gotten in Memphis over the last two weeks, I think it's been pretty mild on a four-game losing streak to some of the teams that they've taken smells to. I think it's been pretty damn mild. Now, if it had been five, oh, buddy. I'm glad we didn't get there. I'm glad we did not have to go to that territory. Believe me. Um, but, yeah, man. did it, see some
2: fight. Exactly. That's all I, you want to see. Because coming in here after Rice... I thought you made a great point. Like there was a difference in Penny even afterwards than yes. there was two years ago. Absolutely, there was a Penny that looked like he was defeated. There was a Penny that was saying, "I can't put my finger on it." It felt like the fight that even that we saw, you know, last night in those comments that we just heard, exactly. was back. Exactly. That, at least with 7:55 left in that huddle, those players decided we're going to fight. And you had a Penny Hardaway after that game, obviously, who again ready to re- ready to fight again. So you're right. That, I mean, if we're going to put a anything positive out of this, besides the fact that they won, stop the the losing. It, it's perhaps it's that it's that maybe you got the fight back in that game that appeared to be lost after the loss to Rice. Again, I'm not setting that up as it's some turning point, as they would you know, as they're hoping and would like you to believe as they're hoping it it is. But the fight was back. It took a lot to get it back out. Mm-hmm. You, it shouldn't. Fourteen Down 14 to a team's got one win in conference, and you just lost to Rice at home. It's as embarrassing as it gets. Yep. But we saw signs of it, and maybe, you, again, you you, grow, you you draw strength from that fight again. You draw some confidence back from it, more importantly, mm-hmm. and you, you make some changes, John, some adjustments and decide to your point. I'm not just going to say I'm going to tighten up and go to seven or eight. I'm actually going to do it and stick with it, and, yeah, maybe you're pulling something out of this you know the rest of the season.
1: I just saw this graphic from Made for March on Twitter. Memphis had a hellacious month. They were seventy-first going to the road win at the net to VCU. They were seventy-first in the country. After they beat A and M, they beat Clemson, and they beat Virginia. They peak at twenty-six in the net. I don't remember if that was like that was like mid December, right? Early mid December, and then from there. They only had, they get the third three-point road win at, at Tulsa, 116 against Wichita State, but four straight L's drop you all the way back to 80. So you were 71 to start a month ago. Now you're all the way down to 80, peaking at 26. That's a roller coaster, oh, wow. man. That's a, all in one month. I mean, that was honestly, like, I think one of the craziest stretches in college basketball this season by one team, like just the – just the, the peak in the valley, and now you're trying to climb and salvage it. Um, yeah, and that's going to be tough. SMU, at SMU, and that's coming up. Um, I watched that UAB game last night. Um, UAB was up like 12 with eight minutes left. They ended up losing by three. So that's a tough place to play. And uh, SMU's a tough-ass team, but, you know. You Dude, do-
2: this Temple team with one win, just like the last two, only had one might be tough.
1: I'm not, I'm, you know, it's weird. I'm not worried about the freaking road win or the road game here because, like, it's, I almost feel like they will be more focused because of that. It's like it, the ones I worry like, I would worry about this, this game if it was at home.
2: You lost two straight on the road. You got all this confidence now, all of a sudden, they're world warriors well, again.
1: Well, I'm just going to hope that what we saw in the last seven minutes sustains. That's what I'm going to hope. The fight. The, the 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 hey the huddle we're tired of being humiliated. At some point, right? That would have been that would have been as that would have been t- tubby. I mean, that would have been you know East Carolina. You know, I don't I don't even know historical. Like, it would have been tough to put that into historical context. Had they had they h- held on to lose that game? I mean, it would have been the worst moment for the program in twenty five years. I mean, that's how bad it would have been.
2: Yeah, they were staring at that straight
1: um, in the face. And Quinterly, Quinterly's shot, that three helped stave it off, too. Guy he, couldn't hit the side of a barn. 0 for 12. And he takes that three confidently and drains it. Nothing but net. I mean, that was a big ball shot.
2: It was less than a minute left when they took that lead. Yeah,
1: man. Um, so it was, uh, got a little luck. Wichita State missed the back end of that uh, of that uh, free throw there. Made the first, missed the second. Set up the game winner.
2: That's the sad part. It just feels like if you... You put a little bit of pressure on these bad AAC teams. If you'd been able to, Rice early on, could have run off from them early. You don't even have a game. Um, You just take care of your business, and these teams are melting away. Memphis finally did in those last eight minutes.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Uh, But anyway, Memphis, uh, Some to comments from Penny. Memphis gets the job done, thankfully, ending that four-game
2: skid. Next story. Uh, we'll touch on this. We'll make it two. Grizzlies and now dropped five in a row. The latest uh, was yesterday at Boston, one thirty-one, ninety-one. 91 Yeah, 40-point drubbing. And it's, it's understandable uh, considering what is out there for you right now. Uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. ended up leading the team with 19 points. He did that off the bench. My man G.G. G. Jackson got 24 shots, uh, but we only finished with 18 points in our quest to get to 35. If Listen, you keep giving us 24 shots. What? We're bound to hit, have a good night, have a hot night. But that's the point. He's going to get that opportunity. kind of opportunity. Roddy ended up with 16 shots, uh, finished with 14 points. Probably the most notable thing out of that game because uh, you figured, again, going into that game with Boston coming off of a loss to the Lakers, the Lakers team that didn't have Anthony Davis, didn't have LeBron James, and they still be – you were going to get their best effort. Uh, particularly even in knowing as shorthanded as you were, you were going to get a squashing. So probably the, the most uh, newsworthy thing to come out of the game was the way that Marcus Smart was received. This was obviously his first game back to Boston since being traded. He got a standing O. He got the video tribute. Um, they honored Smart with the Hero Among Us Award during the second quarter for his charitable contributions in the area. Um, and then afterwards they started a We Love Marcus chant that sort of it kept on going throughout the timeout. You can tell. And clearly, beloved, made the playoffs in all nine of his seasons with the Boston Celtics. And at one point, I would say, like we were questioning, okay, are you trading off some of your heart and soul? You know, you, yeah. you know, in terms of a, a guy that was a leader, and especially on the defensive end, you're going to be as tough as you need to be, minus Marcus Smart, in terms of this Boston Celtics team. And you're bringing in a guy in Porzingis who's got some injury issues. This Boston team has shown this season, like, they're, they're legit. And they're still top three in defense without Marcus Smart. So, right now, it's looking like uh, they're just fine. Uh, having moved on from Marcus Smart, but they were sure uh, dead set on honoring him uh, yesterday, and I, it, it had to—you could tell—it uh, had to make Marcus Smart feel pretty, uh, pretty good about his contributions there and how much they. Were yeah, dying. I mean,
1: clearly the Celtics were inspired by his uh, presence.
2: They were inspired by losing to the Lakers without Bron and AD the game before. Yes, yeah. So true. they were going to squash the next thing in front of them, and especially right. if it only oh, had yeah. eight available players, no, like no. The, you know the Memphis Grizzlies did. I mean, it's it's kind of sad what's out there. In terms of starting, I mean, you have Vince Williams Jr. Uh, in this game. I know you had Kennard, but if he's the only thing out there, the defense can focus on him. So, uh, And that came after a Friday night loss uh, to rewind it a little bit more 121 mm-hmm. uh, 101 to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, it was Kaminga in that game, 29 points. See, Lester Quinone is out there?
1: Bro, amazing. Amazing. Is he going to be there next Jordan Poole? I mean, I think so. I mean, I think the it's... The one they actually develop and keep and... He has absolutely established himself as a real NBA player. I mean, that's another one, right? That's I think he's one. earned
2: the trust of, his guy, of that staff, especially defensively, like he did here. Yep. Like, everything else can come from that. As long as Lester's a good... Which he is fully capable of doing yeah. with that body. Everything else comes off that. And he's shown us in G League or wherever else in terms of the shot and offensively. He's yeah. got that. But if you if you're valued defensively, that's your ticket out there and then you go Exactly. You know, you go take those shots. Well,
1: but he had a he had a career high the night after.
2: Did he? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah, dude, he against the Hawks. Against the Hawks, I'm, the, I think he had like uh, in a loss like him and Steph had sixties in that held didn't they? Didn't that go to overtime and yeah. Steph had sixty something? Yeah, hill? Lester
1: had seventeen and five against the Hawks. So I mean man, he's good for him, man. He's part of that rotation. I mean, there's no he, doubt about it.
2: He has pushed his he kicked the door down and made Steve Kerr play him. Good for Lester Kenyonis on that one. He Mem- still,
1: he still probably should have come back to Memphis for that last year, you know, because it it it's still taken two, three years for him to do this, and you'd have been able to make a little nil. But hey, it it worked out in the end for it him. Did.
2: So uh, Grizzlies now eighteen and thirty two on the season. That is the seventh worst record in the league. Uh, Toronto's sitting there in the sixth spot, which we, which we flipped with them a couple of weeks ago at 17 and 32. Portland's got 15 wins. You may there may be a chance to have the fifth best draft odds with Portland sitting at 15 and 35. Others might are still on the other side of this. That listen, we're we're still hoping to go 41 and 41. Um, I'm not going to sit up here and tell you I'm rooting for losses, but Grizzlies are taking care of business because of the short handedness uh, and did again over the weekend. The next one, Tuesday. At the New York Knicks, who had their streak, John, stopped by LeBron James in Madison Square Garden the
1: other night. Yeah, he's had the uh, Knicks towel on his neck, and like Horse said, so that was intentional.
2: Oh yeah, everything's intentional. He, he says he's
1: trying to put some pressure on the Lakers.
2: Did you see the picture of Baby Brunson when LeBron's took a picture with Crazy? He was a little boy, man. That's how long he was he's up been. LeBron's knee, and then he's playing against him. Just just said that this guy, this guy's seen him grow up. Now they're going against him, trying to beat him. I mean, that's just the just the the longevity of his career and the the availability, the durability. And now you see guys that you you know the sons of uh, former NBA guys their own on staffs, and now they've come up and they're playing against you. Not just playing. Brunson's arrived, like he's one. of You've you seen the whole thing. And so, yes, it's just crazy how long LeBron James has been in the league, and then to be able to go into Madison Square Garden, knock off a red hot Knicks team to Knicks team, pretty impressive. They're dysfunctional. Yeah, they're, they're uh, you talk about. Bipolar, that Lakers team, yeah. you know, go and do something as impressive as that and, uh, and then turn around and, you know, drop the next uh, two out of the next three. So we'll see what happens with Lakers, particularly what they do ahead of the trade deadline. If anything, we've seen uh, uh, LeBron's representation saying he ain't getting traded or anything like that. Be interested to see what they do before Thursday's trade deadline. Grizzlies uh, now losers of five in a row. Next story.
1: Uh, I want to, as your Field of 68 local correspondent, I do want to take you through some national college basketball uh, scores of note from over the weekend because I was locked in. I was doing the Saturday show. So I was absolutely locked in what was going on nationally in college basketball. Uh, UConn, number one team in the country, despite not having uh, one of their best players uh, in Alex Caravan, handles St. John's on the road, 77-64. They are unbeatable to me. I mean, when they have all their guys and Klingons in there, <laughs> I just, good luck. Uh, North Carolina goes, uh, goes pretty much wire to wire against Duke. Very impressive. 93, Washington. 84. Yep. Uh, Baycott was fantastic against Filipowski. Um, Harrison Ingram, one of the underrated pickups of the off
2: for sure. They could win the whole thing if you get that Bay out every game, which you yes. don't. Yes, they could just go cut the nets down.
1: Yes, no, you're you're exactly right. They don't
2: get that every game, which is weird.
1: RJ didn't even have to play that well. He was not. He not, only had. some he had 17, which for him is you know sort of a mild night. Wasn't
2: his usual All American self though. Exactly. He had been leading them. Yeah.
1: So I mean, I, look, I think I will say this: Jared McCain's a great player. I mean, to be a freshman and as good as he is in his first freaking. You know, real road test on the road at Carolina, and to put up those numbers, twenty three and eleven, like he's an NBA guy for sure. Um, but 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 Duke's limited outside of him, in my opinion. North Carolina is not. North Carolina is legit. They'll be there in the end. The best win of the weekend was what Kansas did on Houston, seventy eight sixty five. to the woodshed. Also, wire to wire there.
2: Um, Kelvin was hot.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, It was a coming out party for Johnny Furphy, the freshman from Australia. He was six of seven from the field, three of four from three, 17 points. Dickinson was great against those Houston Bigs. And it's just like, man, when it looks bad for Houston, dude, it looks really, really bad. And it's like the same story. It's like when they would struggle against Memphis, they would go like 30% from three, 30% from the floor. Like they just don't, they still don't have that consistent offensive creator. If LJ Cryer doesn't go – I think he was like – he had like 25 or something in the – it wasn't 25, but it was like 21 in the second half. If he doesn't have 21 in the second half, they get, they probably lose the game by 30. I mean, they got embarrassed. As bad a, as Houston will ever look is how they looked uh, against the Kansas Jayhawks on Saturday. I think the – they're the number one team at Ken Palm. I think that is very hollow, Houston. They're not. They're not the number one. They. they I mean, metrically, they, you can say whatever you want. That team's limited. They're going to play in the Sweet 16 like they're as much a lot to win their first two games of the tournament as any in the country. Mm-hmm. They're like they would never lose to a fairly Dickinson. Okay, like it would never happen. But I don't know about when you get past those first two games. The, it feels like the ceiling is pretty low for them. Like they're not going to the championship game. They're not going to be. They're not a Final Four team. They don't have the output. They'll guard, but it's like they can't score. And so if you can't score. You know, you you got to be able to score to win when when you get to the tournament. Um, Okay, a few more. I was waiting on to get
2: to my balls.
1: Yeah, Tennessee on the road. 103-92 against the Kentucky Wildcats.
2: I only say mine because John liked the Wildcats better than the balls in the SEC. I did. We had sort of a little inside. Yes.
1: Uh, And and I I think I have the wrong side here. Now, no D.J. Wagner, which I do think is a blow, but still, I mean, at home, you've now lost two in a row at home. Um, And I think it's like, it's like this is one of the first times it's ever happened, and like in recent history. Might be more than two in a row because I heard Matt Jones from Kentucky Sports Radio like going on about it. Uh, but yeah, Tennessee goes into Rupp. When's the last time they won at Rupp? I mean, I gotta believe it's been a long time. Um, but Zakai Ziegler, bro, like, I love him. I love his game so much.
2: He was awful to start the year. <laughs> He's good now.
1: And I will say this on on Tennessee. Um, yeah, so the one oh three ninety two win the one oh three ninety two win over Kentucky on Saturday at Rupp is tied for the largest margin of victory they've ever had on them at Rupp. How about that? Wow. Um that is uh that is history there. Yeah, back to back home games for uh for the uh uh Kentucky Wildcats. Here's how I feel about Tennessee. I think what Tennessee did is the model for how um Penny Hardaway, for example, should do it moving forward. Any any coach, honestly, Ziegler, Vascovy, um, Josiah Jordan, James, right? He played well too. These guys have all been there for years. Okay, years. They've been in this program. You go, out, you go, and you pick out one of the best players that's going to add something to your team and connect. Who is you know he was he wasn't as good as he has been, but he is awesome uh, for them. So they go, they pick up Connect, they add a guy like Jordan Ganey um, from South Carolina Upstate, just sort of as a reserve piece, and that's mostly it. That's mostly it in terms of what they did in the portal. And they roll with the guys that have been there in that pro. Like, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Pick out two, three, four tops, really freaking good players in the portal, and come, blend them in with returners and continuity, and this is what you'll get. You'll get a top five team, ideally, right?
2: Um, that's not, that's going to go out in the tournament because it's Rick Barnes. But yes, I agree but with yeah, like, it, construction. Yes, absolutely.
1: That's like they're the model for it. They're they're killing it. They're they're mastering the portal because they're 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 um they're indulging, right? But they're not like uh, engorging. That's how I would look at it. Because in the end, all these guys has a story. Why are they in the portal? What's the reason? Why are they not sticking at it out at their current situation? Is it because uh, coaching changed? Okay, that's one thing that's understandable. Is it because you're at a lower level and you want to move up to a higher level? That too is understandable. But what about the guys that are like at similar levels that are that though you know those, those are situations I'd, I'd sort of like to avoid. Every everybody has a story, but again, I want to pick guys that I know will be. And it's not easy to develop. I get that, and and you know you sort of have to. Make a choice. Like, who is that going to be? You know, who am I going to invest in that I think I can keep? Not easy. You know? And I will say, like, Vescovy, he was pre-transfer portal. Like, he came in when it was not, you couldn't just leave. So you've been there forever. Yeah. Ziegler is, though. You kept him. You know, you managed to keep him. Josiah Jordan-James, you've managed to keep him. He he came in pre-portal, but all these guys have had time and the opportunity to transfer, and they have not. Why not? Is it a package of NIL? Is it a combination of they like the situation? You know, so what is it? Find that for yourself. That way you can, you know, build a little bit of a consistent culture that's not so transitory every single year with new faces coming in and out. I think that's just the the key. Um, I think that's really all I had, though, for the college basketball weekend. Also sign Dalton Connect if you can. Oh, that's true, too. I mean, yes, he's awesome. But he, like – he is not necessarily the reason why they're top. Like he's he definitely gives them an offensive ceiling that they've never had, no question about that. And he's been great. He's put up thirty plus like all that. But really My goodness. it's 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 they, they still and I know they gave up ninety two against Kentucky, but they still what are, their their tenants are still the same, Jason. They still guard you. Oh yeah. They're... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they are still number two in the country in defensive efficiency. Oh. They have not changed yeah. who they are,
3: right?
1: right just to accommodate, Don, Don, he's just he's just helping them on that on that offensive side of the ball. So you're not compromising there. You still are what you are and what you've always been under Rick Barnes. So this Tennessee team is. I know it. It does feel like sacrilege to say this, but they they, they have it all this year. They, yep. there yes. should be no excuse. They meet the criteria. They do. They meet the criteria. And I I just, I don't know what it is about Zekai Ziegler. I don't know, you know, if it was because, like, just everything he's been through with with the fire and everything. Like, I just root Mm -hmm. for him. I want him to do well. And also, like, I just respect that he shows up. He plays well in big games. You know, he makes big shots. I like that. And he's always composed and he never makes mistakes. It feels like, you know, he might be a little limited because he's a little smaller, but I just think he's a super heady player, and I enjoy watching him play. Um, and uh, I like the way that this, this Tennessee team has got. Somebody tweeted me on, on Saturday night, like when when Kentucky and Tennessee are playing, who do you root for? I'm like, I like both these teams. I, I mean, when I, I, I root for DJ Wagner because he's obviously the son of a tiger, you know, and I want him to do well. I think he they're missing him right now.